Are you ready, Heather? I am ready. Let's Ooh, do this. So exciting. Okay, so welcome to Is This Shit Legit with me, Carrie M, and High Five Heather. On this podcast, we share our experiences with the energetic practices that have changed our lives. Our mission is to encourage you to explore and experiment on your healing journey to find what works best for you. Thanks for listening. And now for the show. This is our very first episode. So what is the show all about, Heather? So the mission of this show is to talk about all of these different uh, spiritual and energetic kind of esoteric practices that both Carrie and myself have experimented with. So we are both practitioners of energetic things that mm-hmm. you know we work with other multi-passionate humans <laughs> yes so we work with clients to, in helping them to explore and heal and so we thought it would be fun to talk about our experimentations and explorations as a way to introduce other people to all of the different things out there so that you can find the thing that really resonates with you mm-hmm. on your path, your journey, yeah. and work towards healing. Well, one of the things that really pulled me towards the show as well is kind of like the idea of charlatans, maybe isn't the best word because I feel like a charlatan is someone who's like faking it. But the idea of like, there's a lot of different people out there telling you that they have the correct way. Yeah, the magic bullet. Exactly, exactly. They figured it out and this is what you need to do and this is what you need to pay attention to in order to like be a better human or whatever. Yeah, win at life. Yeah, exactly, how to win at life. And it's like, there's so many different humans in the world. There's no way that there's one way for us to do anything. And so I'm a big proponent of like, take what you need and leave what you don't, especially the leave what you don't thing. Like take the things that resonate for you and leave the stuff that makes no sense to you. If that doesn't make sense and it isn't part of your story, then leave it. That's for other people's story and not for yours. So that's what I'm hopeful with this show that we can kind of like show the different things that we've experimented with, the good and the bad, the things that we were like, oh, that was like a nightmare (laughs) or Or whatever. just didn't work for me or whatever. For sure, for sure. So I 100% agree with your sentiment around like, there are so many different practices and tools out there. And the fact that there are just really points to the fact that there is no one road, Mm -hmm. there is no one right path. Uh, There's different things out there because we're all so different and we're all going to find something that resonates with us versus like everybody being funneled into one thing because that's just not um... there's too many different people on this planet for one thing to work for everybody exactly where and it's beautiful it's diversity and so we're hoping to help you find the tool that resonates with you Mm -hmm. so that you can work towards a spiritual path or healing that helps you to live the life that you want or even at a minimum, I'm hoping to help you, encourage you to explore, yes. right? Not to get like so hard. Because I think a lot of times in society, we're told like, choose something, right? Pick one thing and that's what you do. And like, you don't have to pick one thing. You can pick lots of things and you can explore and they can work for you for a year or two. And then they can maybe not make as much sense anymore. Yeah. And that's okay to like, let that go and explore something new. Like, that's kind of what I'd like to encourage people as well is it's okay to experiment. Yeah. 100%. Be an experimenter. Be an experimenter. So a little bit about 
our background stories and how we both individually came to seek out different energetic and spiritual practices. From me, hi vibe Heather. Let's <laughs> <laughs> learn our voices now. This yeah. is Carrie. <laughs> hi vibe Heather. Yes. <laughs> um, for me, like I, I grew up in a pretty strict uh, Christian home, where I was not given the opportunity to ask questions or explore anything outside of that religion, and my experience in that was just like be a sheep follow mm-hmm. do what you're told don't be part ask of the flock be a part of the <laughs> flock and can I ask what denomination you are do you know yeah evangelical free church I've never heard of that one yeah I mean I've heard of evangelicals but I thought that was more like a broader term of like yeah the, so that's a specific kind of church. yeah it's a pretty conservative leaning mm-hmm. group and lovely you know god-fearing people nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing I'm not going to badmouth or bash anyone's way of being or what they choose um but my experience was you know becoming pregnant as a teenager right (laughs) I was shown pretty clearly that that was a very shameful thing and that I should be ashamed of myself and Mm -hmm. that my life was somehow doomed and oh wow I felt like a huge separation and turnoff like if this is the God that, you know, I'm supposed to devote my life to, then mm-hmm. you're not putting me in a real good I'm not place super excited not about super this. Excited. <laughs> I don't really want to be around someone that tells me I'm doomed constantly. Yeah. And so, so my experience uh, with that led me to want to explore other ideas mm-hmm. and just my, um, yeah, time and again, like trying to force myself into that framework and then finding myself very unhappy because it wasn't authentic to me. And I wasn't able to really like pull off a mask and show who I truly was without feeling that shame and judgment. Mm-hmm. And that was, you grew up in Wisconsin? Yeah, Wisconsin it right. in the Midwest. <laughs> yep. And so did all of that happen in Wisconsin for you? Yeah, a majority of it, you know, when I was living in my parents' home. And then later in life, I moved to Arizona and was in another evangelical church with my my husband and my kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because, you know, I was taught, like, this is what you do. You know, you want to raise good kids. You want them to behave and have a solid uh, background in life, something Mm -hmm. to draw off of. So I took my family down that same path and then ultimately decided like this isn't working for me. Like I'm miserable. My husband's miserable. My kids are miserable. Right. Like there's got to be a different way. So So what's the timeline for that? How many years would you say it took you to like decide that you're going in a different direction? Yeah. Until I was 38. That's kind of when I had a spiritual awakening. I was at that time introduced to human design Mm -hmm. and energy healing. And that really like opened my eyes to like, wow, there's a different way of seeing myself and my place in the world. And I don't have to subscribe to this mm-hmm. anymore. You have a choice. You have so, lots of choices. About seven years ago, my path down this road of experimentation of exploring the different ways of being and really started. Yeah. <laughs> how about you? What is your history? 
Okay, well, I have a similar history of I was raised in a Methodist church, which is kind of like Catholic white. So it's got lots of stand up and sit down and like call and response, you know, and so it's like church is boring as hell. Like it's so boring for a little kid to go to church. And so, but they give you little coloring books and stuff to entertain the kids because they know the kids are bored out of their fucking mind. So <laughs> I remember my kids falling asleep, like taking naps mm-hmm. on the pew. Like, yeah. Oh my God. You're so boring. <laughs> but anyway, so I remember coloring this one sheet and it said that I should be more like Jesus or something like that. It was like, make sure you like make yourself like Jesus. And I asked my mom, like, while the preacher's up there, like talking. And I was like, I thought I was supposed to be like myself. Oh my God. <laughs> and she was like, I, I can't remember exactly what she said, but she was like, right, you are supposed to be like yourself. And I was like, but then I can't be like Jesus because I'm not Jesus. Whoa. And my like logical brain was like, this doesn't, there's a disconnection here. This doesn't make sense. Does not compute. <laughs> How can I be myself and be Jesus? It doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, let Jesus be Jesus. Yeah, exactly. He's Jesus. That's his, that's his lane. He can stay in his lane. <laughs> I'm Carrie. I'm over here, like not Jesus. And so that was one of the first times I think I was probably, I was reading obviously. So I was probably about like, when I was young, I would say like second grade, you know, first or second grade, but I was reading that. And uh, that was one of the very first times I can really remember being like, this doesn't make sense. (laughs) Like what I'm being told by my parents of like, what a good person is and what a bad person is and like heaven and hell and all of like the ways, the, the rules of the world and how it works. Like, I remember being very young and being like, I, that doesn't sound right. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't like what you're telling me. I feel like that's different. And I, I now at 36 kind of chalk that up to my own intuition. I know I was a child, but I think we're all born with a pretty innate knowing of just yeah. like who we are and how we're supposed to explore. Not, not necessarily who we are and like, we know exactly like what we want to do for the rest of our lives. But we just, like, have our own, like, autonomy of, like, what we do and do not want to do. It's why, like, a little toddler will be, like, really strong about, like, wanting to play with a certain toy or whatever. Like, we know the things that, like, resonate for us and we're drawn to. And so I feel like I had a very strong sense of intuition as a child. Yeah. And that is why I hated church. (laughs) And I think children are, like, naturally wise Mm -hmm. because they haven't been conditioned yet to have all of these layers of belief and being taught ingrained in them Mm -hmm. yeah and so the purpose of like finding a path that resonates with you ideally is to help you reconnect with that childlike essence Mm -hmm. that innate being that authentic version of yourself and so this all is a way of just peeling back those layers Mm -hmm. to get back to your your true being. Yeah, absolutely. And like one of the things that comes up a lot in the self-help, self-development genre nowadays is getting back to play, right? Mm-hmm. Is like finding ways to play as adults. And because uh, we don't play as much, we're very much in like the working mode of like, I need to work and make money and pay rent and all of those things. And so a lot of the like ways to find peace and reduce stress is like coloring books. and like you know playing sports or whatever like finding like a rec league or something so that you can just like play and enjoy your like enjoy movement and stuff and I think that goes along with what you're saying about like kids are kind of born with that innate sense of what they need to do and so playing is a big one it's like that's the exploring and the experimenting that we're talking about 
Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, I grew up in the church. My favorite part about it was singing. So that was like a big way that I played. So I was always singing. I was in chorus. I was in choirs. I was, we toured. I went around like all different places singing. And that was kind of what I focused on. And I've actually heard a couple people talk about how um, the the feeling that you get or that people get at church or whatever, where they feel like they've been like touched by God or like, yeah, you know what? I totally experienced It comes that. from music. It's like when you go to a concert, makes so much like a non-religious concert and stuff like that, you get that same energetic surge of feeling. Yeah. It's music. It's like, the and it's community too. I think it's music yeah. and it's community because yeah. I think it's really powerful to be a part of a group doing the same thing singing yeah. the same song the same lyrics or whatever and having you know a hundred people around you doing it's the exact same sense thing of unity mm-hmm. that reminds us that like we are all one exactly yeah and that we can come together and form something bigger than just the one individual that we are and so that was I think something that I had to separate from myself like how much of that was church and how much of that was music. You know? I love that you said that because I never made that connection before, but I I would like feel those like moments of like, wow, I I feel like I've been touched by some spirit here, you know, mm-hmm. and not recognizing that yeah, it was when we were singing a hymn mm-hmm. or, you know. That's why people cry when you see those like videos, their hands are up and they're crying, they're singing. They're, they're singing a song. They are being moved. And to get into an even more technical basis of that, um, the is it the vestibular nerve? What's the, the one that vagal goes? Nerve? The vagal nerve goes for, through the back of your throat down yeah. your spine. It's and it's like super spine. calming and it's super like, you know, I don't know all the things about it. You might know more about it. But what I do know is that it's good to like stimulate it for your health. And one of the ways you can stimulate it is singing. Uh, the vibration mm -hmm. yeah you're moving your vocal cords around and they're vibrating and especially when you're singing you're usually louder than when you're talking you know and stuff and you're putting more control into it and so singing is a great way to de-stress to activate that vagal nerve that's fascinating Mm -hmm. wow i love that little science of how the church draws you in (laughs) keeps you trapped in there (laughs) yeah that's so interesting Yeah, I was going to say like a fundamental belief that I have is that, you know, we are spiritual beings having a physical earthly existence Mm -hmm. and that we chose to incarnate and come onto this planet Mm -hmm. at the time that we did to have the experiences that we do and all of this stuff is just a way to help us remember who we are and what we came here to do. Yeah. Yeah. That is something that I think I still am confused by as like my essence of like who I am and how that like, like, because essentially we're all energy, right? We're made up of matter and energy and however you want to think about that. But that energy is, comes from somewhere. It didn't come from nowhere. It didn't just like manifest itself out of nothing. So, like, the idea of, like, where did I come from? 
before this formation of myself yeah. and then where does that go after and can <laughs> we like, ever know yeah I, I honestly personally don't think we will ever know and I'm not sure that I would want to know and that's yeah. kind of what I was like alluding to in the beginning too with Charlatan it's like those are the people who are like this is what's going to happen who I think certainty. yeah well, and I think you and I both were raised with a certain amount of religious trauma. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That, and that's what the church is really good at doing is telling you that they know absolutely what's going to happen to you, like where you came from and what's going to happen to you yeah. after you die. And something that was really freeing for me, this is probably a big part of my story, was understanding that I don't know and nobody else knows. And yeah. anyone who tells me that they know without a shadow of a doubt is lying to me and or lying to themselves, perhaps both. And that is like huge red flag for me. As soon as people are like, well, this is what happens or this is why I'm like, I'm done listening to Yeah, <laughs> I have that same exact sense within myself. Even different people that I've like talked to in the capacity of like, hey, I might want to work with you. Like you, maybe you could coach me in some way or mentor me. And then they go on to tell me that, okay, you only have this amount of time in order to have this healing occur or this is the only way in which you can be healed and it's only have a certain amount of time yeah like <laughs> time's you know, up you're dead your life cycle <laughs> according to your life cycle you know the patterns of your astrology like this mm -hmm. is your ideal moment and if you let this pass you know your opportunity might be gone mm -hmm. or this is the one way that you can achieve this like next level of you know I'm rolling my eyes for yeah. people who are listening there's a big yeah. eye rolling going over here and then there's always <laughs> like a twenty thousand dollar plus like price tag <laughs> but I can give you money it. to or I can charge you money I don't know if you know oh. this or not it's like an ancient scam from like I don't know the dawn of time is like fortune tellers if you can uh, like imagine like in my brain i imagine like you know the crystal ball like from the yeah. robin hood cartoon the <laughs> like, like, yeah exactly and like fireflies on the crystal ball but they would say things like you have a curse on you mm. for money i can take it off you they would say it more eloquently than that yeah. but you know pay me money and i will lift that curse so if you're struggling and you go to a fortune teller because why else would you go to a fortune teller and then you're trying to figure out something that you're struggling yeah. with right and then you'd be like yeah you're having these struggles because someone's cursed you because there's a hex on your family or maybe it wasn't you you know it's from like you know three generations ago your great-grandfather got cursed and you're suffering from that now I can remove it with my services pay me it's yeah. a giant scam that people yeah. have been doing for thousands of years and, the and they whole, still do it today <laughs> the whole idea that your healing is in somebody else's hands oh yeah is like just blows me away mm -hmm. because ultimately you are the only one who can help yourself yep. in that capacity mm -hmm. yes somebody else can guide you and mentor you and coach you and show you the way but you are the one who has to actually take the steps do the things it's like rehab they say that about rehab all the time that like you can't get sober unless you want to get sober right that's why yeah. so many people go to rehab multiple times because a lot of times they're forced or like they feel like they should because it's they like understand logically, but whatever. like yeah. they don't really want to be sober, but they get that it's a problem. And yeah, intervention or, you know, like they're going to go to jail if they don't go to rehab. So like they go without the actual desire to improve themselves without the actual like hitting that, not necessarily rock bottom, but hitting that moment where you're like, I need to change. Yeah. And I want to change for myself. And yeah. they're just going through the motions. 
And so anyway, yeah, you have to do it for yourself. It has to come from you. Yep. Nobody else holds the keys to your success, Mm -hmm. your whatever, your healing. Nobody else can unlock that for you. Yeah. They can show you the way. They can guide you. They can mentor you, coach you, help you. And those people ought to be like compensated for their time and efforts that they are like working with you. However, like anyone who tells you this is the only way, this is the only time frame who has set limitations on mm, it yeah. is totally a red flag for me. Yeah. And yeah, I totally. run the other way. <laughs> like, never mind. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And I think for me, the way that I kind of like will check in with myself to figure out like, is this something that I want to do or am I being like pressured by someone else being like mm-hmm. this? I like closing the sale. Yeah, exactly. Are they closing the sale? I like, I will often ask myself, where does my desire come from? Like, is this coming from a scared place, a yeah, fearful place, my a scarcity place? Yeah, am I desperate? Or is this coming from like an exciting place? Like I want to like learn more and explore and like I'm ready to like take that next step or go up a level or whatever. And that can be really confusing. That's not yeah. an easy question to answer. Like sometimes fear feels like excitement. <laughs> and yeah. so you're like, no, no, I'm excited. And then you look in hindsight and you're like, no, I really think I was pressured by that person. Like, yeah. okay. And they will like prey on those fears. They mm-hmm. will reflect them back to you. And Oh yeah. Oh, that's a big marketing tactic. It's called yeah. pushing on a pain point. Yep. And uh, yep. it doesn't feel good. No, it doesn't feel good. And you brought up a really good point that it should feel exciting. It should feel like something that you have arrived at on your own Mm -hmm. so like uh anyone that forces me to make a decision in the moment yeah yeah not not good not good no I get it yeah but I see that in healing practitioners and energy workers as well where they'll throw out this like for today only you can get this one specific price and that is kind of a red flag to me where I'm like why 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 are we pushing that right now like yeah. You know, it makes me question their motives and question like their investment in because I feel like if I'm going to work with someone in that capacity, I'm going to want them to be on my side, right? I want yeah. them to be my cheerleader. I want them to be invested in my well being. And that kind of is an indicator that maybe they're not. They're more invested in, their, in selling something to meet their needs, which is kind of like a weird balance point, right? Because you definitely want everyone to be paid and compensated and you want them to meet their needs. But if they're doing that, like in a quote unquote unethical way that's something to think about like are they really rooting for you or are they just trying to collect as many people as possible into their fold to make as much money as possible yeah so there's definitely um a dark side (laughs) sorry did I do that did I just cast a shadow over this whole thing there's a I mean it's just something to be aware of there is a dark side to anything true 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 to anything and to be discerning and to be aware is really important so that like you you learn to trust your own instincts your own intuition and not give away your power and I think that's a really important thing to highlight because all of this is about like Mm self-empowerment like doing the things that help you to feel like you can take back that power and control in your life over like these really fundamental aspects and not feel like you have to rely on anyone or anything outside of you in order to have the experience that you want. Mm-hmm. 
I love that you said trust yourself too. That's something that's been coming up for me a lot is like, I feel like a big pain point for a lot of people is the idea of not being able to trust themselves yeah. and trying to find an answer in someone else, in something else. Because we've been taught mm-hmm. to not trust ourselves. Yeah. Expand. I want to hear yeah, your thoughts on that. That's huge. I mean, that's a huge point that the church makes. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. And like... You can't trust yourself. You were born a sinner. You were born broken. Damned before you took your first breath. Mm -hmm. And now you need to give all of your power over to this higher power in order to become whole again. And I don't buy into that. Yeah. Yes, I do believe that, like, there is something greater than myself. There is something out there that I have, like, a faith in but I can't say in particular who or what that is Mm -hmm. but I just know that I am a part of something larger than me as an individual and me trusting that I have a purpose in the whole is empowering yeah and it makes me want to show up in a way that is good for the collective it takes like the selfish aspect out of my way of being mm-hmm. by like healing and growing and evolving helps me to show up at a greater capacity to serve others. Then Ta-da! yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the, the magic. That's the point. That's right. the purpose for me. Well, I see that a lot with like with moms too, right? We talked about like you can't Ooh. pour from an empty cup. So we have this, we've been taught, we've been conditioned that taking care of yourself is selfish. We're supposed to be selfless as women and we're supposed to give to others. And so there's been, in a good way, there's been a lot of, you can't pour from an empty cap, right? There's been this movement of like, you have to take care of yourself first. You have to make sure that you are fed both literally and figuratively (laughs) before you can take care of others. Otherwise you're going to be a shitty mom or a shitty person. And that's kind of what, yeah. Yeah. What you were saying is like, by taking the time to tend to yourself, you're going to show up better for your community as a whole. You're going to do more good when you are quote unquote selfish, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What we deem to be selfish, which really isn't. Yeah. Well, it's that whole like premise of like physician heal thyself. What is that? I don't know. That. Um, so it's like take care of yourself before you go out and try to like take care of everybody else. Oh, uh, okay, okay, yeah. It's like the airplane mask too. There's too yes. many analogies for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put, Put on the mask before you know this. Children. <laughs> yeah. Even yeah. They even say that little thing, even mm-hmm. if you're with small children. Put yours on first. Yeah, because what good are you if you've passed out? Right. No you good. can't Zero good. help anyone <laughs> So by like prioritizing your own well-being in every way, spiritual, physical, mental, emotional, mm-hmm. it allows you to have the capacity to be of greater service. And so that's a huge aspect. And yeah, I 100% as a mom, you know, like I totally fell into that role of taking care of everybody else first. Mm-hmm. And then I was completely drained and I had nothing to give and I had a terrible attitude mm-hmm. yeah sure makes sense a very fun nice person to be around right because I felt like there wasn't room for me there wasn't time for me which was you know also led into why I moved into a uh, this different path 
because I'm like, there has to be a better way. Yeah. This, <laughs> this I is not working. This is not sustainable. I can't <laughs> keep doing this. Okay. An acronym I was taught okay. in Sunday school was joy. Jesus, others, you. Ew, gross. Oh my God. I hate that. That's like the worst thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Oh. And so that was the mantra that was ingrained in me. Yeah. Jesus, others, you. So How automatically, you the children? I'm in last place. Yeah. I have to be of service to first to the church, then to my family, my neighbors, everyone mm-hmm. in the community. And then finally, if there's any time left, maybe I can like take a shower. That's so gross. Ew, that really, really made me mad. <laughs> a visceral yeah. reaction to that. Yeah. So we are here to debunk that. Yeah. And to reverse that, what would that be, Yosh? <laughs> Except for <laughs> no J, we don't have to include Jesus in there. I mean, Jesus so, yeah, Jesus is you others. I tend to see Jesus as more of an archetype, like the Buddha. But I think religion has gotten into a lot of these ideas and molded them to create a system of control. Yeah, and absolutely. By taking back your own power, trusting your own instincts, trusting your intuition, questioning things, you can start to take back that power and control for yourself and actually enjoy your life. So we just shared with you a lot of who we are and yeah, where we come from. Our histories <laughs> of how we got to the where we are. And I think ideally each episode we would pick one practice and kind of deep dive into it. Sure. Cool. So then, yeah, that gives you an idea of like you, the listener, like maybe like a little taste. It's like a little sample smorgasbord of like different things that you can explore. And if for whatever reason you maybe are nervous or fearful of experiencing things, maybe you're like afraid someone will make fun of you for mm-hmm. those kind of things. Or like disown you. Yeah. Or if it could be like higher stakes, like people may really not be okay with you wanting to explore that. Like, this is kind of like a little sample of a little nudge to get a taster of the different things that we've experimented with. And maybe that'll encourage you to go deeper. Maybe it'll make you realize maybe it's not what you thought it was, you know? Yeah. But it's a show of experimentation. So we're calling it, is this shit legit? Yeah. And by no means are either of us like the end all be all, right? We're not like these all knowing beings that are going to be like, we can tell you definitively that this is or is not what is happening. We're just sharing our experiences with it and how we, how it has shaped our life, things that have helped us, things that maybe weren't as useful as we expected them to be. That doesn't mean they may not be useful for you. So yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I like smorgasbord. It's a buffet. Yeah. options available to you these things are tools to help you live life on your terms in some way and i think sometimes people get a little bit grounded in not grounded but like stuck into the idea that like something has to work in a very specific way but if like if you're building a project like construction wise you have a vast array of tools and sometimes you need a hammer and sometimes you need a screwdriver you need different tools for different situations and so we've kind of built up our toolbox of different experiments of different things of different ways of viewing the world different ways of interacting with the world ways to like interact with our own bodies and you can pull on those all day long right it doesn't have to be like well i only subscribe to human design because it's really helped me so that's what i pay attention to you can be like you know what in this situation back when i was exploring buddhism 
<laughs> I learned this thing and that mentality is really helpful for me to understand this current situation. This is too vague. I feel like I'm like dancing around a point here, but, but my point is you can collect all these tools and hang on to them forever and yeah. use them when you need them. They're all available for you to draw on. Like there is no one right way. You need to trust yourself. You need to listen to what resonates and leave the rest behind. And this is just a way of bringing to the forefront the different tools and resources that we've experimented with in order to expand your awareness and introduce you to the different options available. And I think that hopefully conveys what we've both been trying to say yeah. in the last few minutes. Yeah. Thank you for listening. And we welcome uh, to the show. Hope to uh, encourage you in your journey as you move forward. Yeah, we'll see you on the next episode where we don't know what we're talking about yet, but we'll tell you when you get there. Cliffhanger. Bye.